You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Geekly Dose, your number one spot for all things geek. That includes comics, games, movies, etc. My name is Tim Bridgewater. Uh, you can find me at Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 2. Uh, I'm an actor and screenwriter. I'm also a creator of a web series that includes action figures on YouTube called Batman Dark Force. So uh, look me up, TimDog326, on YouTube if you want to see that. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Stephen Nocentelli. Hello, Internet world. Yay! Yes, Stephen Nocentelli here, creator of the comic strip Real Super, which can be read at real-super.com. That's correct. So for today's show, we have lined up for you. As always, we're going to begin off with a comic review. Mm-hmm. Stephen's going to have I'm some special t- for us this Yeah, week. I'm talking about, uh, well, you know Batman. I do. And I am you, familiar you with You know him. the Predator. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, apparently they fought. I went to school with him. Oh, right. yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that must have been tough <laughs> <laughs> for him, not knowing English and all. But but apparently they fought a couple of times, and, and, oh. and they made comics about it because okay. it's an actual event, and then they made comics about it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this is the one that you're going to be talking about. Yes. That's okay. right. Okay. So, okay, cool. Batman versus Predator coming up for that. And then, of course, uh, I'm going to go into a movie review of the movie Badass. Now, just a quick little backstory of why I'm reviewing this movie. Uh, for those who are familiar with Preview Review, um, which it comes after the movie segment, it's a segment where our producer Jesse plays a trailer for us, one that we haven't seen before. And before we watch it, Stephen and I make our thoughts and predictions on whether we think that it's going to be a teaser pleaser or trailer failure. So what we're going to do this episode is I'm going to actually review that film. I believe... That was episode two, mm-hmm. and I gave the movie a trailer failure, mm-hmm. and you gave it a teaser pleaser. Did I? You did. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll go into more of that during the actual segment, but it's kind of cool to actually revisit that film and actually you know, have watched it, and now we can see if the opinions on it have changed, at least my opinion. I can see myself giving that teaser pleaser. <laughs> like, thinking back on the trailer. I don't remember specifically what I rated it, but thinking back on the trailer, I'm like, yeah, that that's. I think you like said something, something like, you know, Danny Trejo kicking a bunch of ass was yeah. all you really wanted out of the film. Exactly. I said I wanted more out of the okay. film. And based on the trailer, I didn't feel like I got that from it. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if any of that has changed when I get to the review. Sure. So um, that's going to be the movie review segment. And then we're going to do a new preview review for this week, which is actually going to be Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. So we're going to see, <laughs> one can one can gather one opinion based on that title, <laughs> but we'll see what, what we get when we get to the uh, that segment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're going to hand it back over to Steven, and we're going to have a game review yep. of... Uh, Battlefield 3. Mm. Battlefield 3. Yeah. And all of it, well, not all, but, you know, it's many uh, downloadable contents. Mm. Okay. Mm. Sounds great. Sounds great. And then, of course, we're going to go into the wrap-up and talk a little bit about next week's show and beyond. Okay, so um, the first thing I kind of want to mention here is that I actually finally put up the second episode of my action figure web series. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> once again, it's called Batman Dark Force. Sure. Uh, been tw- rethinking the title a lot twists lately, and turns but that's in besides the, uh, the point. Yeah. What's that? You're stuck with it now. I feel like I am. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean... You could just change. I don't know. Yeah, you kind of. I could. Yeah, kinda from a, from a marketing standpoint, I almost want to change it now. Rebrand it. Right. You should change it each episode. 
the title two towers <laughs> you know return of the king yeah stuff well each like. episode already has like a, a subtitle like its sure. own specific title oh yeah um yes this one's called parallels mm-hmm. uh if anybody who watches it i would hope you would kind of see what i'm getting at about that but if not i'm not going to tell you because you can just draw your own conclusion from it okay <laughs> what okay. should i conclude because i think well, <laughs> i watched it on uh i only watched it once on my i know phone. well i watched it no once. spoilers here i'm not i'm not i was gonna say i watched it once you posted it to facebook mm-hmm. uh i don't think that i saw the parallels title on there maybe it's only on the youtube page i didn't even know that it had a subtitle really yeah well i'm not talking about like the actual like when you watch the episode uh-huh. it says episode two parallel parallel I did you didn't see, see that, that? Oh, i saw it I guess I didn't really. And I was watching it. It didn't, re- I guess you it didn't register. You weren't paying attention. I watched it. I guess it just didn't register that, that he named mm-hmm. it. Well, what was the first one called? A Dark Force. That okay. Was the name of the first one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me. A Dark Force. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that episode is up. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of things I want to say about it. It was hard. It looked okay? good, though. But it was, you think so? I think it looked yeah. better than the first one. Thank yeah. you. I feel, I feel like I it did, too. Yeah. I mean, you know. My uh, my chroma keying uh, mm-hmm. skills have gotten a lot better. Sure. Um, yeah. You know what that obvious. means? That means anything involving a green screen and Final Cut, the process of changing that green screen background into something else is called chroma keying. Uh, so that that's that that got a lot better. Overall, it took a lot less man hours to make, mm-hmm. but it took a lot more brain power. Yeah. To make, I would imagine. So it you was had, uh, more difficult in that way. You had. Uh... Well, you know, everybody that saw the first one knows that Iron Man makes an appearance. <laughs> but you had like a shot like of his, you know, Tony's face inside the suit with all the yeah. stuff. Yeah, that looked good. That looked good. Like that. Yeah. that took a I lot, man. The, I, I bet it did. I'm <laughs> it really sure did. it did. Because really you had of, like uh, things thoughts. moving around and yeah. graphics and all that. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. Time yeah. paid off, I'd say. Yeah, it was uh, It was. It was a challenge. Um, and, and unlike the first one, I think I did like, uh, I just, I exported this one like, 15 times to see what it looked like once it's exported because one thing about final cut maybe you've noticed this hmm. is that everything's a lot more darker <laughs> in final cut when you watch it at least in mine like when yeah, i export my yours. video everything's so much more bright mm-hmm. so then i'm not i'm not getting an accurate representation of what it really looks like and because of that, i don't want to get like a, an, an additional monitor and actually you know calibrate it for editing but mm-hmm. right now i'm just using one monitor and i have like the little video in the corner a, of the screen it's just i can't see anything yeah you can Maybe change so. that. <laughs> so, you know, because of that, I ended up redoing it a bunch. And then I just kind of like, I even, I sent a, a friend of mine was the first person to see it. Like before I made it like public. Cause I just wanted to, he was like one of the only people that kind of came to me and said, man, that was awesome. It was great. I was like, well, you know, I'll do something nice for him and let him see it first and just kind of make sure he can hear everything. And I asked him to make a list of anything that was kind of off. For the most part, everything was fine. The, the few things he pointed out were things I already knew about myself mm-hmm. and just couldn't fix for whatever reason. But uh, okay. I wanted to make sure the dialogue was audible and all I that kind I of stuff. I think I know what one of those problems was. It was the only thing I saw that was wrong. I'm is, curious. Uh, every time... Uh, okay, so Batman was talking to Alfred. Uh-huh. And every time they cut to where you could see Alfred for like a second, he would wobble. Oh, that was that was not an accident. That was on purpose. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> I just that was just to give him quake in the Batcave. Yeah. No. No. It was just it was just to give him some Come movement. Okay. Because I didn't I didn't want him to be completely still. I mm-hmm. want him to move a little bit. But I don't actually own his action figure, mm-hmm. so I had to make him move in Final Cut. 
which is why it looks so. That's probably why it looked weird. It doesn't look like a three dimensional movement. It mm-hmm. looks like a two D movement. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. that's because I don't have that action figure. Okay. I literally had to like use just a, a picture of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, which I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to use any action me. figures that I don't own. Mm-hmm. But that was it, when I found that picture of him. I was like, I can make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. can make it work somehow. So. Okay. But yeah. So, you know, not to get into too much of that, but if you haven't seen it yet, look me up, TimDog326, on YouTube, Batman Dark Force Episode 2. Okay? That was good. Any other thoughts about it? No, it was, okay. It was right. good. <laughs> leave comments. Yeah, please. Leave comments. If you have any questions, I will be more than happy to come on the podcast and address those questions and, you know, et cetera, so. Uh, next thing is last episode. If you if you listen to that one, you know Stephen busted up in here and gave us gave me like this cheap, yeah, free mm-hmm. download for this app on the iPhone. Right? Uh, the app is called Halftone. Correct. It's called it Halftone. is a, like a photo editing app that allows you to to make little comic strips out of your pictures. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would I would say that more so than it being a photo editing app. It's well, more so. <laughs> you, you edit wanna, the photo. Technically, do yes, you not? But that is not its main purpose. Its main it's purpose not... is to make some sort of, you know, comic. Well, yeah. Exactly. And, and in theory, it sounds like a cool idea, mm-hmm. you know, and I was pretty uh, dismissive about it. I don't know why. It's just something about like these apps. And... You just wanted to have an attitude with me. Well, <laughs> you know what it is? It's when, when you get to a point to where you feel like you have the skills mm-hmm. to make something yourself Mm -hmm. you don't really look too highly on apps that do it sure you know what i mean it's like if you're really good in photoshop like you and jesse are you probably won't have much need for a comic app because you can probably just do it yourself better than that you know so i have to say i did actually i promised on air that i would (laughs) make something (laughs) yes uh using that delivered and i did yeah (laughs) so i posted it on the awesome podcast network page uh, so if you didn't see it, go check it out on uh, Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. Um, it involves Ninja Turtles. I'll say that mm-hmm. a couple action figures that I had. Uh, my experiences with the app were as follows. The app has a lot of potential. It mm-hmm. does. I have to say it does give you like a lot of cool options. Uh, it's not just comic filter number one, two and three. Mm-hmm. You can adjust the brightness. You can adjust all these additional things. You can just the tones like it's it's really similar to instagram in a lot of ways um but all these choices that you have for just your your base picture in terms of how it looks mm-hmm. the hues of it and all that kind of stuff you can adjust all that stuff first and then you could go in and put like a comic filter choose your captions uh your word bubbles the size of them you can adjust how long the little word bubble point yeah, thing is that a technical thing. name for the arrow there is probably it? is but uh i'll you know what i'll i'll have that technical term next week okay. <laughs> you can adjust that um you can make it longer or shorter you can turn it so that you know it, it's actually facing your character's mouth which mm-hmm. is pretty cool um, as it should face yeah. the mouth so i mean in terms of doing something very basic and simple comic wise it's pretty cool but if you are looking to do you know with me mm-hmm. I'm pretty creative, so if I get into something like that, I'm going to be like, okay, how can I make this elaborate, mm-hmm. full-page comic? Can't do it. You can only do, like, one panel at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, one photo, and there's not a way, unless I miss something, to put all those panels together into one page. Okay. So if you're actually trying to make an actual comic, you can't. You know? I actually got Jesse's assistance, because the one that you see on the page... Uh, is going to be a full page with all of them on there, but that's because Jesse, you know, I just asked him to do it for me, and it took like two minutes and put them together using some other program. Photoshop. Photoshop. There you go. Now, the thing is, is that 
when you get this app, once again, it's called Halftone. Like the first thing that pops up is an advertisement for another app mm-hmm. that the same company made called Layout, which does that's exactly what you. you want it to do. That's how they right? get you. That's how yeah. you put everything together. But guess what? Hmm. It's only available on iPad, so mm. I couldn't even get that. Oh. So I had no way of making these these comics into one page mm-hmm. with the software that I currently have on my Mac because I don't have Photoshop. Okay. Um, and, and I can't do it in iPhoto for some reason. And I even tried to download a couple of little free things, but mm-hmm. it's just, they all suck. Couldn't just use, so, uh, does uh, Apple have an equivalent of Microsoft Paint? They do. It's called Paintbrush. Um, and while I could have done it in that, it was extremely, it. <laughs> it was an extreme pain in the ass. All right. Because I've, well, I've seen you do things in paint that look pretty good. Yeah. And it was a pain in the ass. Okay. Let's just say Paintbrush crashes a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the deal <laughs> is, but like, it just never works right. What? So no. I just kind of gave up on that and said, forget it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just upload them all separately. But then Jesse helped me out, put them yeah. all together. So I saw them when they were that. separate. Yeah. And I read your comment about how it had a big flaw. And, and that was, was what I was talking about. Yeah, and I, was, I figured it was. Yeah. But then, like, an hour later, it was all stitched together. I was like, all right. Yeah. I deleted all the <laughs> other ones after that point. Yeah, I figured. Uh, but uh, one of those posts actually mentioned that it also had uh, a second flaw, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you noticed. But in the panel where I have uh, two of the turtles talking at the same time, mm-hmm. there was not a word bubble that had two arrows you know what i mean i had to make it do that i had to overlap one word bubble with the other one Mm -hmm. and then turn the little arrow the other way so you can see like the little line yeah because it's it's not connected so that's another flaw with this app is that if you want to have one person or two people yell something at the same time Mm -hmm. you have to overlap their word bubbles instead of it just being one okay but of course these kinds of apps i mean what people are probably just using these for fun just to Oh, I took a picture of myself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me put a comic filter over it and upload it to Facebook. Yeah. Nobody's actually trying to make a legitimate a, comic. A word it. bubble that says lols. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, besides those flaws, it does actually have, like, the actual, like, comic book font in it. It mm-hmm. has several fonts. Mm-hmm. You can put wham and blam and all that kind of stuff yeah, really that. easily. There's a bunch of options for things for you to just select. And you can you can adjust the sizes of them. You can turn them the directions you want them to face and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it could be good for, you know, if you just want to have a little quick fun with it. Uh, but, of course, if you don't have that layout app also, don't expect to be able to combine your pictures into one comic page. Sure. Unless you have Photoshop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't. Well, Anybody want to donate that to me, geeklydose at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, donate it to me. Too. For Mac. I could always because use Jesse tried copy. to give it to me once before, but it didn't work mm-hmm. because, I don't know, for some reason it was like, on, it, it just wouldn't work on Mac. I don't know. And then All you right. gave it to me once. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that was on my little computer, which yeah. died on me. So. Oh, the little netbook thing? Yeah. Okay. It yeah, died. It finally that. went out. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, Uh, I was going to talk about something else, but forget it because that went longer than I thought. Um, So I'm going to hand it over to Steven. He's going to begin his comic review. That's right. I'm talking about this uh, Batman vs. Predator thing. All right, so apparently uh, back in 1991, some guy had a – I don't know if it was at Dark Horse or if it was at DC. But someone had the brilliant idea of having the two characters fight. And the companies decided, yeah, sure, let's collaborate and have Batman fight the Predator. Which sounds all well and good because, I mean – they're both awesome. I mean, why not, right? I know. I mean, if I was the predator looking for the ultimate prey, the Batman is kind of the man. At least, you know, in DC. Hmm. 
Yeah. So, uh, like I said, back in 1991, uh, they came out with this Batman vs. Predator book. Uh, the It was written by Dave Gibbons, and the art was actually done by both Andy and Adam uh, Kubert. Mm. Uh, which, if anybody's familiar with those three people, it's that is phenomenal. Is is it, what's with the music? Just some background stuff. Okay. When, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> didn't expect singing that. Uh, this I? first Batman music. Oh well, maybe it is. Is it uh, "Kiss from a Rose"? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. No. Uh, anyway, I'll play uh, the Prince album from the '89 <laughs> Batman. How that about works that? too. That works too. Uh, All right. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get this music going. Is it on? All right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway. <laughs> Great creative team on this first book. Uh, and, and it really shows. The art just, like, it oozes atmosphere. It's really well written. And you really believe uh, in this battle that is going on. Like, it makes sense. You know, the predator comes down. He wants the ultimate prey. He's kind of taking out mobsters because, you know, they're shooting at each other. They seem like they could put up a fight, but they can't. And then Batman ends up coming in and he's like, hey, who's that guy? And they, you know, they duke it out. Of course, Batman and his I don't kill, I don't believe in killing uh-huh. uh, thing means he, well, that's kind of a, that's kind of a difficult situation because the Predator fights to the death. It's pretty true. much. This is true. Only. Uh, but, you know, they come up with an interesting way to conclude it and, and it's all well and good. So then... In 1995, they decided to do a sequel to the book in which another Predator comes down to face the Batman. This book was written by this guy named Doug Moench. I'm probably saying his name wrong. And uh, it was drawn by Paul Glacy, which I'm probably saying that wrong, too. Uh, But anyway, this one, not so good. I don't know. It it had sequelitis, you know? It tried tried way too much Mm -hmm. than it could actually accomplish. Uh, and I blame a lot of it on the writing. The only real problem that I had with the art style was for some reason everybody had like really weird looking eyes. Like they had big, like their eyes were too big for their heads. Uh-huh. I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. But uh, in, in terms of <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the writing, it was like, all right, so you know you have Batman and they found a way to get another Predator down. Uh, but I, I feel like they they introduced a lot of characters that they didn't do anything with. Other than, well, these are new characters, so we can kill them. Because hmm. I'm sure DC oh, was like, okay. well, you can't kill certain people. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. You know, you can't kill Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> you can't kill Batman. You can't kill, well, the Huntress also makes an appearance uh, for some unknown reason. You would think, well, you know, he's got Robin Hunter. and Nightwing and, and all. I'm sure at this point, Azrael was probably around too. So I don't see why they had to team him up with uh the huntress i've never really been a fan of hers and i don't really un- i don't really know anything about her other than she wears purple well she likes to hunt right yeah she has like a crossbow <laughs> thing i think i think it's in the name yeah i know very little about her as well yeah well anyway they decide <laughs> uh i don't know this book it just it, it, it didn't do it for me there was like i said there was a lot of characters they brought in like these two federal agents that maybe knew something about the predators but then they died before we could get any resolution with that side story uh, we had a, a bunch of cops die for no reason. This one cop, I guess, sacrificed himself to save Batman. Uh, I don't know. The Huntress didn't feel like she was necessary. She really Though, just got well, in the way. What's just that? Just based on, you know, once again, I don't know much about the Huntress, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like in a comic book involving Predator, it might be interesting to bring in other hunters. Sure. So maybe that was their Yeah, and then she definitely approached the situation like, you know, like, well, I'm hunting down these mobsters. But then another problem that I had with the book 
with its main plot was a uh, uh, there was basically this mobster that hired a bunch of assa seven assassins to try to take down the bat and then oh well now there's a predator happens to also be there because why not uh <laughs> and i mean they did nothing with these like they introduced the seven mob uh assassins and then they just killed them off like every time one showed up it was just to kill them off and get them out of the way like i felt like they, why were they even there right like a lot of the things they did with the story in the second book did just i felt like it, it didn't belong it didn't make any sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so then 1997 comes around and uh chuck dixon decides to write with uh the uh art being done by this guy named Rodolfo DiMaggio, a third Batman vs. Predator book. This time, Batman does indeed have a sidekick of Robin. It's Tim Drake. Uh, and there are two Predators. Like an older Predator and a younger Predator. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, they're, they're hunting Batman and Robin. And this book, the third book, is actually really good, especially coming off of that second book. Uh, the side story is involving Mr. Freeze, which I think was really clever that they did that because you think about, well, how does the predator operate? He sees with his like infrared thing, you know, his heat vision. And so you have Mr. Freeze, a character that emits no heat. And so he's completely invisible to the predators. And I just think that it, it was love that kind of stuff. I know. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was very clever. Like somebody had to say, they're like, you know what, Mr. Freeze is cold. Predators kind of do a lot with heat. And I thought it was very clever that they put that in there. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was it was a lot better used as a side story than the whole mobster assassination thing they did in yeah. the second book. The art also this time around was a lot better. It was a lot more uh, vibrant and colorful. I mean, you know, you could say, well, yeah, it should be a dark story. It shouldn't be that colorful. But I don't know. The art in the second book just was... I mean, yeah, it's not as good as Andy and Adam Kubert's uh, book, uh, artwork in the first book. Because, I mean, they're just phenomenal artist anyway and uh the way they portray uh the batman is incredible and the predator even looks really good but but in his third book i really appreciated the the kind of change in the art style and uh the story actually made sense the way they handled the predators coming down to fight batman it's just funny <laughs> at this point in the story, you know, he's already fought the Predator two times, so he already knows about them, and he's kind of already prepared to battle them, which hmm. anybody that knows anything about Batman just immediately gives him the edge, because there's, I don't know, for some reason, if he knows that he's got to fight you, then he's going to beat you. It's, it's only in the first story when he really didn't uh, stand a chance, and only at first, when he first fought the Predator. After that, it was just like, you kind of get a sense in some of these fights that Batman is toying with the Predator because, <laughs> like, he can't kill him, so he's just kind of like, yeah, you know, come this way. I mean, I don't know. You would think the Predator would be able to do a little better than that. But uh, but still, the third book, it was called, what was it called? Blood Ties. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good book. Batman and Robin versus two Predators. Uh, they duke it out. Alfred gets involved, picks up a shotgun. Because, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they have a fight in the cave. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I have to say, um, I'm looking through uh, the first one. Yeah. And uh, there's this pretty epic shot of Batman on uh, like a rooftop. Mm, with his armor? He's wearing armor. Yes. How do they explain that in there? What, what is there a specific... Uh... Yeah. In the first book, I mean, in, he wears the armor in the first book and in the third book. In the third book, he wore it because he knew that he could cloak himself with the cold, but uh, which his suit like emitted at that point. But in the first book, he, he kind of got really beat up at one point. Batman, he was like all bandaged up and he kind of had to go away for like a week or two. 
And so he's still very much injured, and it kind of has this uh, this Dark Knight Returns feel to it, where he's, you know, like uh, supplementing, you know, what he could normally do physically because of his injuries with his technology. Right. So he's wearing the suit because he's not at 100. percent But the suit, you know, it definitely gives him the edge over the Predator once he puts it on. It was really good. And I guess you've never read any of the uh, Batman vs. Predator books. No. um, I I think we talked a little bit about this, like, last episode when Mm -hmm. we were talking about uh, reviewing these, is that there's, like, an independent short film uh, on YouTube that we were looking at a second ago. Called Batman Dead End. Yeah, like, before I saw that, I don't even think I knew that Batman and Predator had... uh, crossed each other's paths mm-hmm. before in comic form or anything. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, this book, the first one came out in 1991, and I'm pretty sure I got it. I don't know if this is the... I don't think this is the original copy that I owned or if I, like, went back and bought these three separately. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first book, I remember having it back... It had to be, like, around 90, 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I mean, you know, it was definitely a story that I had been familiar with before. And I think it's a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both characters that are awesome, that, you know, they're they're the best at what they do, which is fighting. And so let's have them fight each other. And mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. As with a lot of these uh, crossover comics and ideas and such, at some point there had to have been some sort of a mention of a possibility of a film. Do you know anything about that? Because I would be I willing know. to bet that at least at I'm some sure. point someone suggested it. They I'm probably sure someone even wrote a did. script. Yeah, but you have to think they probably did. I don't really know anything specifically, but I would have I would have to imagine like at this point the two Predator movies have already come out, especially like in the ninety five ninety seven time mm-hmm. period. But we're also dealing with the time period where uh, the Batman was being handled by uh, who was uh, Joel Schumacher? Is that right? Yeah, with he the, directed the third and fourth. Yeah, with the bat nipples. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I would hate to imagine that he would have been attached to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, if I definitely if, if it would have been made, I, it definitely would have been in the tone of those films. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it would have been completely horrible. Oh, yeah. Movie. So, uh, so it's probably, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I'm sure that someone that mentioned happened. it at some point. Can't seem to really find anything on it now, but. No. Um, but I mean, if you're interested in the uh, in the story, I definitely recommend picking up the books, reading them. The second one, not so much. The first book is extremely good, and the third book uh, does a really good job of being a follow up story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't really want to pay money to watch them fight, uh, Batman Dead End is an excellent fan film. Uh, mm-hmm. That it, I think it came out back in 2003. That's at least when I originally saw it. Uh, yeah, and it, it is really good too. So it is. Yeah, I recommend those. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. Batman versus Predator. Um, anybody out there working on the script, go ahead and send it to us at geeklydose at gmail.com <laughs> so we can tear it apart. That's right. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. The nicest way possible. Good. <laughs> and good is not in quotation marks. <laughs> okay. So at this point, uh, I'm going to go into the movie review segment. Um, little film called Badass. Sorry about that so, water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, um, episode two, which I really—it's still hard for me to believe that it was that. It long was that ago. long ago. Yes. Um, it was back in uh, May, was it? May? No, March. Yeah, that sounds a little bit more. Yeah, it was back in. It was like six months ago. Okay. Yeah. So, 
Back then, uh, when preview review was in its very early stages, yes, um, one of the one that we back did when we didn't two. know what we were doing, we were right. just we we're just kids, man. I know, thrown into the thick of it. That's right. You're just kids, man. We survived. We did. Anyway, we regenerated, like <laughs> like the doctor, like in Wolverine, like the oh. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> What? I hear regeneration, and that's the first thing I go to. <laughs> you go who? Yeah. Um, but yes, so on that episode, we did Badass as the preview review once again. Uh, Stevens, once again, if you're not familiar with how that works, I just <laughs> want to say this again. You know, uh, Our producer, Jesse, he tells us a little bit about this tra- a trailer, You know, one that neither of us have seen before, um, at least that we can remember at that time sure because sometimes i'll watch it and be like i did see that mm-hmm. but you know and then we beat him. we beat him up after the show <laughs> then we make our happens. predictions based on the information that he gave us mm-hmm. um whether or not we think that it's going to be a teaser pleaser or a trailer failure and then we watch the trailer and we see if our opinions have changed and then we make our final decision based on that yeah so when we're, we're just basing it on the trailer and the information that we have the director cast that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know so steven's uh, judgment on it was teaser pleaser. Yes, teaser pleaser. <laughs> Mine was trailer failure. Okay, if I'm remembering correctly, my reasons for saying that was because, well, for one thing, in the trailer, it's just Danny Trejo on a bus beating up skinheads. He punches now, one of the guys the in the nuts. <laughs> I mean, come on. Here's the thing, you know, to some people that may sound like the greatest film ever, but back when we recorded that episode. I don't remember what it was. I think I had just, maybe it was Hobo with a Shotgun, okay? Mm-hmm. I remember bringing up that film, Hobo with a Shotgun, starring Rutger Hauer, which was this very over-the-top, stylized film, but it was just, you know, violent for more so, like, the sake of being violent. Yeah. That's how that film violence was. Violence for violence. And a lot of things that Danny Trejo is in is kind of like that, too. Sure. And I just wasn't really in the mood to see anything else like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's basically all we got from the trailer. So I was like trailer failure, right? Mm. How did you watch? Did you watch it? Is it on Netflix? It is. Okay. It's, it's actually on Netflix now. All right. Well, um, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. So yep. this movie, what this movie is about, uh, you know, I didn't catch on to any of this in real time as it was actually happening. Mm-hmm. I found out about it much later, but there was this guy who was on a bus and he ended up kicking this other dude's ass for messing with him. There's like this older guy, mm-hmm. you know, like 60 something years old. 67 years old, something like that. Ends up just basically dropping this other dude on the bus. I finally watched the video. After yeah. I watched Badass, the movie, I was like, damn, that was pretty badass. Sure. <laughs> Ambulance. Hence. Right. <laughs> and the thing is that they, they reference stuff like that in the Badass movie. <laughs> yeah. But if you haven't watched this video, you're not going to get it. So before you watch Badass, the film, watch the video on YouTube first mm-hmm. because they, they say these little things like amber lamps and yeah. that kind of stuff. And when you're watching the film, you're kind of like, OK, like, I don't. Why is that? But then if you've seen <laughs> why is the everybody video, applauding around me, <laughs> even though you're you by see, yourself, right, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll find out why. Now, the guys on the bus, he beats this guy's ass. And then so the movie basically starts off with that. Mm-hmm. But it's like they kind of. They exaggerate the rest well, of I it. Well, I mean, I would imagine. Right. That part of it is kind of I'm sure he didn't become a vigilante after. <laughs> in real life. Not, well, yeah, not that we're And aware. honestly, it's kind of loosely based on that. Because this character that Danny Trejo uh, portrays, like, in the actual video, this guy's kind of getting into an argument with this dude who's just kind of like, 
ignorant and just kind of like an asshole. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, they make the guys like skinheads sure. and they're picking on like this other older guy, you know, so they have to change a couple of things to make Danny Trejo and more of like mm-hmm. heroic versus just well, being this guy who's they, reacting. Yeah, they have to make him heroic because they want to avoid anybody in the audience being like, they didn't deserve to get beat up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they make him more of a hero in this film. Like I said, but it kind of plays out the same way. He still kicks these guys' ass on a bus, their their asses on a bus. Mm. But then after that point, he becomes so that like the the sequel to Snakes on a Plane, ass on a bus. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> uh, so he, um, you know, he kind of he gets the, the, it kind of plays out the same way as in real life. I guess he becomes like YouTube famous. And he develops this nickname of badass. And because of that, you know, around his neighborhood, every, when they see him, they're like, hey, man, you're badass, man. Good, man. You're awesome. And all this kind of stuff. So he's kind of like this local celebrity because of that. But, you know, these events play out to where his best friend, Klondike, something happens to him. And then he kind of seeks out revenge for Klondike. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like this vigilante and all this kind of stuff from that point so on. So I guess we know what he would do. For a Klondike bar. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you should be sorry. So, but here's the thing, right? Knowing that premise, uh, it sounded a lot like Hobo with a Shotgun, once again. Because the same thing kind of happens. If you've seen Hobo with a Shotgun, this guy comes back to town. on a, He's on a bus, mm-hmm. you know, and he starts to see, like, all these horrible things happening around. He decides, you know what, the police aren't doing their job. Mm-hmm. So let me get up off my ass and go do something about it myself. With a shotgun. But yeah, and he's Wait, also was a hobo. he a hobo? Yeah, he was. He was, okay. he was an actual hobo. Yes, but that movie was very gratuitous and How does over the a top hobo afford shotgun shells and stuff like that? I don't you have no to watch idea. the movie. It's actually a pretty good explanation for that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They do actually address that in the film. <laughs> like, where would a hobo get the money for all of these shotguns? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the point is, is that I have one opinion, you know based on what I had seen and heard about the film, also kind of being, you know, affected by Hobo with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I changed my opinion now. Oh, I was what? right. No. I enjoy badass. That's good. You know something? It was not at all what I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are the moments of over-the-top violence, okay? But we were expecting that because it's called Badass and Danny Trejo is in it and it's rated sure. R. Okay, so we're going to expect some of that, but... As for like non-stop useless violence, it's not there. It's really mm. not. Like this movie has a lot more substance to it than I was expecting. For one not thing, they actually give this guy a backstory. You know, I'm I'm thinking it's just gonna be, oh, he's just some dude on the bus and then he's just whooping everybody's ass from mm-hmm. start to finish. No, it's like the first 15, 20 minutes of it is them establishing uh, you know, developing his character. They show him when he's like a kid. He goes off to like war and he comes home and and things are different. Things aren't the same anymore. And like they kind of show that he's just he's really like this former military guy. And that's him as a youngster right there um, who comes back and he's kind of shunned by society as some, you know, former military people Mm -hmm. are. He has had a hard time getting a job. You know, the girl that he was in love with, she said she was going to wait for him. I think so. Yeah. Okay. It was right around that time. I mean, it would make sense. Right. Uh, you know, he had this girl waiting for him when he, and when he got back, she had, she had like two kids and was like married, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like he left with, you know, his life was in one situation when he left, when he came back, it was a different story. Mm -hmm. So they actually do spend, you know, 20, 25 minutes establishing that before we even see Danny Trejo. Uh, and then it picks up from there. And then 
we get to see this really cool relationship between he and his friend Klondike. Mm-hmm. You know, just there's some really cool moments between the two of them where it's just like these two older guys just kind of talking. And generally, you know, that's people say what they want, but like you get a lot of interesting conversation from older people. You know, it just kind of makes you wonder. I don't like, know. I don't like elderly people. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, it's very, it's done very well in this film because it's not, it serves a purpose. And it's done very well. Like the acting of his friend Klondike is very well. This guy uh, is very good. And Danny Trejo has always been a pretty good actor. Um, So it was a good film. Now, it did still have its its things about it. Like, for example, there's this kid that shows up later uh, who just kind of cusses for no reason at all. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like... Like you know, he has Tourette's. Well, that would be a, that would be a reason. It would, yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't have Tourette's. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of like, I don't know. How can we push this rating as far as we can mm-hmm. possibly go? Uh, it's not R rated enough, right? Let's make this nine year old kid like cuss as much as he possibly can. He was nine, at around least. that age. Yeah. All right. He could have been younger than that, but he was at least nine or ten. Hmm. Uh, and that's always weird in films, especially if it doesn't serve a purpose. And mm-hmm. didn't really serve a purpose here. Uh, plus, it was weird because this kid is like really, it's he's really proper, but at the same time, he's like quote unquote ghetto, and I don't get the. It doesn't. It's just. It makes for this really like unusual performance. Like it was written weird. This kid. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's weird, but um, of course, you know, there's a there's a connection that's built there between him and also the kid's mother because the kid's mother is being like abused and she lives right next door to badass so it just kind of provides him with even more opportunities to be a hero in the film other than other than just trying to seek vengeance for his friend Klondike's death Mm -hmm. you know is that he also kind of has this subplot going on with this his next door neighbors like this little family and stuff like that but you know in terms of structure and everything it's very straightforward I mean it plays out a lot like Taken does like we don't, you know, there's no need for any plot twists. It's like here's my goal, I'm going for it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and taking it's like I'm going to get my daughter back. So it's Liam Neeson just kicking ass until he gets his daughter back, and that's it. And it worked for that film. It also works for this one. You know, he has a goal in the beginning, and he just kind of goes through. And then once that goal is done, the film is over with. Uh, Ryan Perlman's in here also. I noticed uh, that Charles S. Dutton is in here. I don't know if there are any other particularly uh noticeable names mm-hmm. in terms of actors uh uh now it doesn't look like it <laughs> but you know some of the acting was kind of weird in some places but this is one of those films i wasn't really expecting you know oscar caliber performances from for anyone um there's some pretty women in it it's always good yeah like that lady uh Who? joyful drake joyful drake yeah <laughs> is that her actual name joyful I suppose. That's Wait, it int- was. Did it say that her name, name was Amber Lamps in the movie? I didn't even notice that. Like that was her character's name, yeah, Amber, Amber Lamps. Lamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> she was That's on the weird. bus then. She because, wasn't. No. Oh, she wasn't. No. Okay. In the, I've always seen like you know internet memes say mm-hmm. Amber right. Lamps is the girl on the bus that's taking the, or no, with the headphones on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual video had like the girl who was actually recording, and I think, and she was. 
It was the guy who got in his who got his ass beat that was saying like call the Amber Lamps or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Call but the Amber Lamps. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make the connection in the film because I don't know if they ever actually said her last name mm. or if they did it was separate. It was Mrs. Lamps. Yeah, like in one scene they would probably call her Amber and then later on someone would call her Mrs. Lamps and maybe uh, you have to kind of put them together. Have to be like, oh wait a minute, Amber <laughs> Lamps. Amber yep. Lamps. Yeah, I didn't get that, but uh, sluggy corn. Nuts. But she's very good looking, which doesn't hurt anything. So. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a trailer failure oh, once guy. again. Yeah, He's in Seinfeld. <laughs> um, based on you know the trailer, but I was actually pleasantly surprised when the film began and they started telling like this deep story of him as like being a kid and being in the military and stuff. Like it was pretty cool, pretty cool. And then at that point he starts kicking ass. But once again, like I said, even then they break apart the ass kicking to show us a little bit of uh, emotional depth. With some of the characters, mainly between uh, Danny Trejo and the guy who plays Klondike. You know, some very memorable moments in there. But, you know, not to completely just throw all of the action stuff to the side. You do get some good action in it, too. You do get to actually watch Danny Trejo whoop some ass. And it, it's very it's very well choreographed, mm. you know. And, and some of it, there's like some CGI blood in some sequences. But it looks pretty good. You know, even now and then, you know, every now and then they kind of zoom in and slow it down when he punches somebody. That whole kind of Zack Snyder thing. Do we really need CGI blood nowadays? Like, it's are squibs just over with? You know, do we? I don't mind it though. I think I think it's pretty cool. Like, if you wanted to do a certain thing, you can make it do what you want. Versus having it just go someplace that you don't want it to go. Mm -hmm. You know, so I thought it was pretty useful. Uh, Just in quick, like quick shots of him punching somebody in the face, you just get like a splatter of blood. You know. So I thought it was good. Because it wasn't R-rated enough. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Badass, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I mean, don't go into it with high expectations. Sure. You know, it's not yeah. a great movie, but it's definitely better than what I thought. And I kind of misjudged it wrong. But then again, I was judging it based on the trailer, which is all we had to go on at that point. And sometimes, you know, that's all you have to go on. So you need to make sure you market your film right. And I don't even really feel like they marketed the film right. Um mm-hmm. uh, I guess they're just trying to get that fan base who just that market that just solely wants, you know, ass kicking from start to finish. Yeah. You get a little bit more than that in this film. So I have to say, hey, you know, it's no longer a trailer failure for me. It's now a uh, teaser pleaser. Yeah. I would have to now that I've seen the film. You know, All right. Well, the, it's a it's a I guess it's a movie pleaser, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, but yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> a groovy movie. There groovy you go. movie. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, once again, uh, Badass is on Netflix right now. So if you have Netflix, what you do? Uh, go <laughs> on there and check it out. <laughs> Even if you don't, you do now. That's right. <laughs> assume everyone. It's only ninety minutes. You know, you don't you don't have to spend too much time in it. Just get in there and get you a couple good laughs. Mm-hmm. You know, see some ass kicking and a, and a little more uh, depth yeah. also with it. So and then duck out. Yeah, duck yeah. out after that. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we've been talking about preview review for the past 30 minutes to sure. some extent. So let's actually now we're do go it. into it. All right. And uh, let's see how this one plays out. All right. In this week's preview review, we have, as announced earlier, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In this dark spin on the fairy tale, siblings Hansel and Gretel are a formidable team of bounty hunters who track and kill witches all over, all over the world. All over the world. Yeah, they travel. They're just... Killing um, witches. Killing witches. Are there that many witches all over the world that we need? Apparently. Like a specific. I mean, everybody group has a witch hunters? problem. You I know? guess so. 
Van Helsing was on break. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it comes out this January 11th, mm-hmm. 2013. You know, hopefully the world will end before we have to see this. Sure. So who's in it? What's, what who's do we have? Who's in it? Well, Playing Hansel is dog. Jeremy Renner. Uh-oh. Hawkeye. Famke Jensen's in it. Famke Jensen, yeah. From another comic book movie. Yeah. She played mm-hmm. Phoenix. Uh, and then this chick I've never heard of. She, Gemma? Uh, Gemma? Yeah. Gemma, <laughs> I don't know. Gemma Art- Archerton. Mm-hmm. She played as Io in um, Clash of the Titans. Uh, the remake. Oh, I O. Okay, yeah, I know exactly. Some mistake in there, which she was also in Quantum Solace, Prince of Persia, oh, Sands she, of Time. Oh, she, she was in Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. Of Knock on wood or whatever. <laughs> Give me the dagger. <laughs> I know. I reckon I've only seen Prince of Persia once, I think it's and it was jinx in the theater. Is the word you're looking for? All right. Knock on wood is if you uh, don't if want you something fart? to happen. All right. If you fart, I forget. Fart. You don't knock on wood if you fart. Hey, I forget. It's like, why does Tim keep knocking on the door? <laughs> Man, I'm feeling really gassy. Just really gassy. It's been a long time since I've been in middle school. Right? I don't remember all. Is the, that what they did? All in the rules. School? I don't okay. know. Was that like secret, like kid code language? The teacher didn't understand. Why is every, Why are all these kids knocking, <laughs> knocking on their on desks? It. It's because they're farting. It's, it's <laughs> secret <laughs> fart club. <laughs> I don't know. My memory's kind of kind of bad on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so who directed it then? Come on, give me all the deets. The deets? Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Wercola. Wercola oh. also did the screenplay. Ooh. Yeah. You know, you remember him. Tommy. He was born in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Norway. Of course. Yeah. Let's see, what's he done? He, oh. He hasn't done much. Hasn't you done mean much. you never saw Kurt Yosef Waggle on Legenden? Fjord Hexa. Swedish film? We call it Fjord Hexa for short. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. That movie was like, it was a, it was, it was definitely a movie that was on the screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so not much to go on with that. Oh. Um, <laughs> perhaps he's a... Uh, it's a foreign uh, director. Sure. So maybe this is his first is, yeah. American uh, thing, which is which is completely fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, it happens. Dante Harper did the screenplay, mm-hmm. which um, who knows how much he's about, done. Um, he's only written two things. All you need is kill. All you need is kill. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like all you need is love. It's like a play on the just said murder or something. All you need is kill. Kill is the wrong word. <laughs> Killing killers. Kills. If it had an S on it, all you need is kills. That would make okay, more sense. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Not so, much to go on not, here. <laughs> not really. Other not than all. the cast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the premise. Yes. $60 million budget. The budget. Uh-huh. For some guy we never heard of, he got $60 million to make this. From who? Um, nice. Like Universal or Fox? Who, or who gave him all this uh, money? MGM. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yep. MGM. Uh, Paramount. Paramount. Spyglass. This goes on and MGM on. MGM doesn't have a great track record with uh, fantasy type films, unless I'm forgetting something. I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm familiar with their Bond movies and old Tom and Jerry cartoons from the yeah, 40s. But other than that, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, guess that's why they brought in Paramount to assist. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this, and the reason I don't know how I feel about this is because, you know, I see this Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter. And all I can think of is is this movie was written by, you know, these foreigners. And in order to sell the movie in the States, they had to attach something familiar to it. So they just picked Hansel and Gretel. 
You know, like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like it wasn't originally Hansel and Gretel. I mean, it doesn't sound like it. You know, bounty hunters fighting witches. Yeah. Not going to work. They, I mean, just, they just saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and, and wanted to jump on the gravy train. I feel like it's based on a book. Now, I'm not... I don't have any actual proof of that. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just feel like it is. So maybe you know, maybe they didn't just come up with the thing for oh, the, the witch hunters aspect of it. I was about to say, Hansel and Gretel is. Oh yeah, based yeah, on yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this version of it, where oh, they're, yeah. like, they're hunting witches, right? Uh, <laughs> Hansel and Gretel. Well, I mean, the, you know, they normally credit the author and the writers, and it's true. I see no credit yeah, here, it's true, but so maybe sure. it was. I mean, I like Jeremy Renner. You know. He's definitely. Yeah, I mean that that there's something to be said about the fact that he signed on for this film. Mm-hmm. Although, it could be one of those situations where he filmed this like way before, way before Avengers yeah. and yeah. Born, uh, whatever came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will Ferrell, produced by Will Ferrell. Oh, that's so is it going to have like comedy aspects <laughs> to it? I'm not a big fan of dark uh, comedy. I like McKay. dark humor. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. There's just something about like comedy and like extreme violence that just doesn't mix for me, <laughs> and it's why like I watched Shaun of the Dead and hated it. Mm. So I don't know if that 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 also doesn't sit well. I'm gonna have to go with Trailer Failure. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Teaser Pleaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just gotta be, you just gotta <laughs> be against me. Yeah? Mm. Well, no. Here's why. What I always like to explain wrong? my. Um, <clears throat> please, please do. It has a sixty right. million dollar budget. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you can do a lot with special effects with that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have Famke Jansen in it, which she hasn't been exactly everywhere lately. But she has Taken Two coming out that she's in. Of course, she was in all the X Men films. Mm-hmm. I was um, in a movie with her. Jesse was in a movie with her. Yep. Um, same scene too. <laughs> oh, the same scene. Yeah, I know. I think I know which one you're talking about. The too. Chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There's that. Um, and then Jeremy Renner, you know, Avengers, Born, mm-hmm. uh, anything else Hurt that he seems to be going for him now. Yeah. So I think it'll be I think it'll be cool. I've always loved Hansel and Gretel as a story and a concept. To me, this this building on that and mm-hmm. turning it into something more mm-hmm. sounds intriguing. All right. Well, oh, I think brother. yeah, I, I think that you're an idiot. So let's just watch the. <laughs> right. uh, well, that's been decided. <laughs> what kind of an idiot are you? Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's get this over with. Okay, so we got one for each again. Yep. As usual, <laughs> here we go with Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Me and my sister. We have a past. We almost died at the hands of a witch. So is this like them after the original story? We've gotten a taste of blood. Witch blood. They like it. And we haven't stopped since. My name is Gretel, and this is my brother, Hansel. I'm not going to have you telling me what to do. How do you best kill a witch? Cutting off her head tends to work. I hate that one. Shh. 
Sorry, listeners. I don't think we're hunting witches. There's something else going on here. Is it a super witch? We have to find those kids. Like a bunch of witches, like meld together. Yeah, king, king, a queen witch, a witch king, like a rat king. Yeah. Super witch. In 3D. It's in 3D. <clears throat> okay. Of course it's in 3D. You first. Mm-hmm. Me first. Uh, well, first, I just want to say that, uh, you know, obviously we have to find these trailers and watch them. I didn't expect uh, his uh, Spanish <laughs> subtitles <laughs> but other than that it's part of the surprise it's part of the surprise yep um i'm sure that won't be in the actual movie but you yeah, know it's maybe. nice it was nice for any of those uh spanish you watch it in mexico yeah well you know for those spanish speaking listeners uh you don't know what i'm saying right now no <laughs> but other, it was not my fault other than that you know what i i i, I kind of enjoyed the trailer i'm switching it to teaser pleaser <laughs> Because, because. Uh-uh, brother. No? No, that's not a good enough reason. Come on. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, the action looked solid. We don't get paid a thousand bucks an episode yeah. for you to come in here and not explain your reasoning. A thousand bucks an episode? Please. <laughs> this is pro bono right here. We don't get paid anything. Yep. Get, where's my money? I'm owed uh, 23 episodes worth at this All point. Right. No, I have that for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, in all fairness, uh, the action looks solid. You know, the effects didn't look, you know, cheesy. Obviously, the budget went somewhere. The acting didn't seem too bad. And I guess once, you know, they started talking and I really got un- started to understand the concept of where they were coming from, like in terms of the story, uh, I mean, it started looking good. I don't know. I guess in the back of my mind, mm. I was like, oh, this is just going to be a really bad uh, Van Helsing all over again. But uh, I kind of like the trailer. I'm switching it to teaser pleaser. Hmm. That's interesting because I'm switching the trailer failure. Oh, what? What? Okay, this this was not at all what I'm I was leaving. expecting it to be. Uh, well, what were you uh, expecting? Well, I was I was hoping <laughs> that it would be like this epic fairy tale where they become witch hunters. You know what I mean? Sure. I was expecting it to be like this action film where they have guns. Like a lot, you want a lot more fantasy. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what I want it to be. I oh, want it to be like an leave epic breadcrumbs behind and all that. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. I wanted it to be like an epic fantasy type thing. We don't leave breadcrumbs. You know crumbs. how we leave bullet shells. <laughs> <laughs> but that that tagline could have worked for this film based on that trailer. You know, like I don't want anybody with a a, a chain gun. I don't know. It just it really just seemed like, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't see uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of getting that same vibe, vibe from yeah. it. But but even less of a good vibe. Or I should probably say worse of a vibe. Because <clears throat> okay. that probably makes more sense grammatically. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, No, I just, I don't know. I just, 
you know how I, I also did not see Snow White and the Huntsman. Well, I didn't either, get a chance no. to see that. But it, it it looks like an epic fairy tale. Sure. You know what I mean? There's a lot like, more fantastic elements. Right. That, Weird monsters not, and goblins. I did and, not get that vibe from this at all. I get a vibe like, uh, like you say, kind of like Van Helsing. The yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of based on a fairy tale, but it's, at the same time, it's very not epic. And uh, like on a smaller scale and mm-hmm. just an action film, but the characters are called Hansel and Gretel. Sure. Okay. And because of that, trailer failure. Trailer failure. I have to, I have to say that. All right. Well, we've we've officially changed our minds, so we flip flop more than a politician <laughs> here on uh, Geekly Dose. But you know, Yay! we'd love to hear your thoughts. So email us at geeklydose at gmail dot com and tell us if you think this movie is going to be a teaser pleaser or a trailer failure. Please, yep. please, and I do. imagine a lot of trailer failures will be coming our way. Oh, <laughs> you, that's I said it. you didn't like it either. <laughs> For this week's preview I don't care. review, that's yes, fine. That's I'll go see it by myself. <laughs> I, I enjoy being in the theater when it's empty because then I feel a little more comfortable. I don't like, <laughs> feel like it's a special screening. Yeah, just for you. I don't like all these people. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, <laughs> as Stephen said, give us your own opinions and thoughts on it, and yeah. let us know what that is. Okay. All right, so at this point, um, I'm handing back over to Steven, who's going to give his um, game review. Yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm talking about Battlefield 3 here. Anybody not familiar with the uh, the franchise? It's been around for a while, even though it just says 3. There's been more than 3 because they haven't all been. Some have had, like, subtitles, like Battlefield Bad Company in Vietnam. All right, so Battlefield 3 came out uh, last year, back in October of 2011, uh, created, developed by DICE, published by EA, uh, and it's a first-person shooter war game in which you shoot in the first person in a war. Mm. Imagine wow. that. Yes. All right, so the game can kind of be broken up into two uh, facets, which, you know, you have the, your single player, you have your multiplayer. This game is super heavy on multiplayer, uh, <clears throat> which, you know, makes the single player its really one, like, downside. The single player, first of all, is extremely short, I mean, you'll probably if you have you know the 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 know-how, the willpower, the the fortitude. I don't know, but you can sit down and beat this game in like two, three hours. Like it's super short, the single mm-hmm. player. You, and it's one of those single players where like you'll play through it once, and there's zero reason to ever play it again. <laughs> in fact, so much so that on the Xbox, which is what I have it on, the single player is on a whole separate disc. Which once you've finished the single player, you're just never gonna take that disc out of the case. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Why would you? Because you you, but I mean you buy this game for the multiplayer, right? Yeah. Uh, graphically, especially in the single player, because there's not you know they don't need as much processing power for all these people running around. Graphically, the game looks phenomenal, uh, which I, I guess Tim agree. can see. Yes. I have to agree. Uh, it's it's not your like crazy futuristic sci-fi, you know, Halo war. It's it's grounded, uh, modern day. I'm pretty sure they're in uh i don't know iraq or you know one of those middle eastern countries that nobody can name (laughs) and that's why they all fail uh geography classes (laughs) anyway uh like i said it looks fantastic the sound is incredible you know if you have surround sound or really good speakers i highly recommend you crank the volume up Uh, you're not going to get a lot of music if any you know but you know the guns sound realistic i've never okay so so here's the thing i watch a lot of movies and i play a lot of games but i've never personally uh in person heard a gunshot 
like super close, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe like in the far distance at night because I live in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> but I kind of have to take everybody by their word that this is realistic gunfire sounds because mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like real gunfire. Yeah, that sounds like a rocket being shot. I've never heard a rocket being shot. You just kind of have to. What if these things don't actually exist? Anyway, uh, anybody buying this game uh, is immediately going to think about Call of Duty because that's the bigger franchise that's out there. Mm. Uh, but it's very different. Uh, it's not as you know over the top with its single player uh, in both the story and the execution. You know, you you Call of Duty has is all about like crazy set pieces and you you know jumping out of planes and fighting people in midair. Like they always do like weird stuff like that. This game is, it's, you know, you're a soldier, you do a lot of footwork. Uh, I'm pretty sure you, you don't get to fly a jet in a single player, and there's only, like, one stage where you're in a tank. Uh, and even that is extremely limited. And like I said, the single player is super short. And again, like I said, it's not what you buy the game for. And the multiplayer, in my opinion, really sets itself apart from Call of Duty. Because while Call of Duty is all about tight maps with smaller squads shooting it out, the multiplayer in Battlefield is all about giant maps, giant battles with, you know, like 64 people running around. They have tanks, jets, helicopters, jeeps, all kinds of vehicles. And when I say giant maps, I mean giant maps. Like it, like you need a vehicle because you can't run from one flag to the other. They're that big, and mm. and I, that's what I enjoy yeah. about the game. And another thing that I enjoy about the game is that the shoot. I enjoy a slower, more thoughtful shooter. And when I, whenever I play a game like Halo, like I said before, or like Call of Duty, you know, those games are very Twitch-based. Like, you just run around uh, with a sniper rifle and shoot people, like, without zooming in with your scope. Because that's realistic, you know? Because you don't need to sit down and, and take your time aiming when you have a sniper mm. rifle. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I enjoy the slower pace, like... You know, you you have, you know, maybe a buddy that you're playing with and you take your time going from one objective to the next and, you know, you take your shots carefully, you don't run all the time. You know, this game, you spend a lot of time crouching and a lot of time laying down hoping that the tank driving by doesn't see you because you will die immediately if it does. Uh, but like I said, you know, the multiplayer is all about these huge battles so what you really get in this game that you don't get in a lot of other games is that you can drive all of these vehicles you can if you want to fly around in a jet you have that option if you want to drive in a tank you have that option and if you just want to you know be on the ground shooting you also have that option and of course as is completely commonplace now uh, your soldier has progression so as you play you get experience and you unlock more guns and more attachments and you know you're, you're constantly unlocking things which is really good you know there's there's constant feedback mm-hmm. you know which i guess people need nowadays they didn't have all this feedback before but but nowadays people want to always be rewarded every time they turn the game on and you know it, it gives you that i i really like this game i highly recommend it it's probably my favorite uh current generation shooting game of course i haven't played uh counter-strike global offensive no you haven't <laughs> Uh, and I loved the original Counter-Strike, so I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind if I play Don't it have yet. 15 bucks, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, I would want to play that on the PC, like I said before. Well, yeah, yeah. That's how much it is on Steam. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like I said, and I don't really have a super good computer. 
<laughs> I heard you can get the uh, the demo on console, mm. and you get to play like 60 minutes for free or something like that. Okay. Good way to get a sample of it, but I mean, of course there, you're limited to your controller. Is there a... Uh, like a free demo for the like a trial for the computer. Oh, I don't know. Just to see if I could download it. I saw it, it. I said buy. Just so buy, I could download buy. it just to see if it would run. You know? I'm not gonna buy it and then not be able oh, to play it. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't really know I the, imagine the specs. Yeah, I would imagine there would it. be. Yeah. I mean why offer it for one system and not for the other, you know? Yeah, that's true. But no, but Microsoft uh if you release a game uh for download like as an arcade game, you have to like they mandate that it has to have a, a playable uh, demo trial thing. Hmm. Yeah. So every game on there has that. That doesn't necessarily mean that it would on any other console. That's just something that they specifically said. In fact, uh, and they also, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of weird mandate where uh, <clears throat> things have to cost a certain amount because when the Left 4 Dead 2 uh, downloadable content came out, it was completely free for everything except for the Xbox just because of the weird rules Microsoft had. They had to charge like five bucks hmm. just just for no reason. So, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, Microsoft's kind of hanky with that kind of stuff anyway. But, I mean, they, they, kinda, that. they have the most popular console currently. So, I guess people are willing to Based put up what? with it. Based on NPD data and sales. <laughs> it's not based on my opinion which means it doesn't count okay okay <laughs> anyway uh like i said uh at the beginning of the episode there's a lot of downloadable content for this game uh and they have you know they they do what is currently popular the whole season pass thing where you pay one price and you just get everything as it came out and i have to admit i fell for it and i and i, and I paid the extra fifty dollars but you get a lot for these fifty dollars. Uh, already, they've got two downloadable uh, content packs. Uh, one called Back to Carcan, and the other one called Close Quarters. And what these do is they add guns and they add stages to the multiplayer. And they already have three other uh, packs just like that announced. In fact, one of which comes out on the eleventh. So that's in a couple days because today's the ninth, right? Yep. So that's Tuesday. It comes out on Tuesday. Uh, it's called Armored Kill, and from what I understand, they're supposed to be the largest stage in Battlefield history in this demo pack. Now, Have you said what it was? Uh, what, the name of the stage? Like, yeah, what's based on? Oh, no, like, no, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's based on a real locale because that's what they do, but uh, I don't know specifically. But I know it's supposed to have, like, a, like a big, like, AC-120, like, flying around with, like, mounted guns on it. That hmm. you can take wow. over. Yeah, it's supposed to be huge. Well, it comes out on September 11th, so I was thinking maybe New York or something like no, that. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that they would want to do that. No, not quite there. Huh? Not quite. Not quite still there. Still too soon. Yeah. Still t- Come on. <laughs> too soon, guys? Too soon? Uh, but yeah, they say it's supposed to have the biggest map ever. And anybody familiar with the... Uh, the the multiplayer of any of these games knows that if it's got a bigger map than some of the other ones they've already done it's got to be huge like i don't understand how many like square miles it's probably going to be but uh i'm i'm highly anticipating it in fact uh the way they do there's already an update that you can download it's like a gig and a half but it has all of the content on there so if you have premium you could update uh you could download the update so that uh, you have early access as soon as the 11th rolls around, it unlocks 
hmm. the uh, the stages for you. So I've already downloaded it. It took a while to. I don't know. My Xbox has slow download speeds. Maybe it's because I'm on wireless. Mm, maybe it could be a router. Yeah. I mean, depends how slow you're talking. I mean, it took me a while to. It's a gig and a half. It took me, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15. It so takes me spoiled. a it takes me a while to download these. I know I want it to be instantaneous. Got, I'm, I'm used to the late '90s speed. Yeah, you know. uh, dial up. Oh man, 14k. 14. <laughs> you're you're used to like uh, downloading one JPEG and it 2400 baud. <laughs> yeah, all like, night if like if you wanted to download of like 100 megabytes some demo or something. Oh yeah, I remember. Like, oh, I can't wait to get to play this tomorrow. I remember my friend Brad. Uh, he had Napster back when it was. Uh, you know, kind of new. Back when it was a thing. Yeah, back when it was a thing. Back so, when Justin Timberlake was running it. So anyway, he had <laughs> yeah, he had Napster, and I remember specifically he would like set a song to download and then like go to sleep because it'll be done in the morning. Yeah. You know, like he would set a song to download and then come over and we'd be like playing games. He's like, yeah, I got a song downloading. It should be done by the time I get back home. <laughs> like. Yeah, man. It's amazing how far we've come so in, was in with such a short amount of time. Morpheus playing about and, uh, a ten-minute gig. Kaza and those those programs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It took yeah. like forever. It took forever. And then you would hope that the download actually worked. Oh yeah. Because you couldn't preview all of them. Yeah. Sometimes you just had to wait until it was done. See if it was actually. And now like eventually uh, got to know what sizes were about right. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, like four it to just, five maybe. It seems a little small for uh, yeah. a song. Yeah. Man, kids have it so good. Download I know nowadays, like you'd go on iTunes and you download a song and like thirty seconds, it's yeah. done. Yep. And you're already listening. It's been listening five to seconds it. and I it's not here yet. It's I know. Oh, the high speed anyway. internet. I have to say, uh, on the topic of this. Mm -hmm. uh, very rarely does any first-person shooter actually look appealing to me. Sure. But this looks pretty fucking sweet. Like I said, uh, I mean, what, what we were watching here was a, a demo of the first stage in the single player. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's very reminiscent of what the single player is like. Like, that's how it looks. Like, it looks that good. It sounds that good. And, and that's the kind of, uh, you know, battles that they put you in. You know, it's not like crazy snowmobile chases like in Call of Duty. It's very much like you're on foot and you're taking you're taking your time through it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the single player is, like I said, it's similar. It's as slow paced, which I enjoy. You know, it's a lot more uh, methodical. You really have to think your way around these, you know, huge stages because you, you might come up to a building with a flag in it that you have to capture. But it's a whole building that you have to like, you know, maybe it's clear, maybe it's not. And you really have to think your way through it. Uh and what I personally really enjoy about the game is how big and epic the stages are. And one thing that uh, they have now that they didn't have originally, but now they have where you can uh, rent out servers and set, you know, set up game types however you want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they'll have people on and they'll take the, uh, the tickets, which is how many lives you have before the game is over. Like, you know, amongst the group, which originally is supposed to be like at 200. And even that'll have you a good, like, 30 to 45-minute match. And they'll set the tickets to, like, a 1,000 per team. And the matches will go on for hours. And it's the type of game that, since it is exactly what I want in first-person multiplayer, like, I can sit there for hours and play, you know, these long matches. And it's, you know, that's fun to me. Like, I really enjoy it. Mm. And so, you know, if that's what you want, if you want the faster pace, like, oh, like, science fiction stuff or, like, the Call of Duty stuff, you know, this game really isn't for you. And at the same time, it's not as slow as, like, a Rainbow Six or a Ghost Recon game is. 
but uh, like it has a very nice middle ground that I really enjoy. And you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty good in a tank and in a helicopter. I'm not very good at <laughs> flying jets. I'll be the first to admit if I'm in a jet, I'm only in the air for like five seconds before I'm shot down. <laughs> Probably by someone on the ground with like a you know RPG. But uh, how are you on the ground? Hmm. How are you on the ground? I mean, I'm okay. Which console do you play on? I play it on an Xbox 360. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably best in a tank, in all fairness. Um, probably second on the ground. Helicopters are cool. The problem with air vehicles, and this is this is a problem just with, uh, I don't know, the culture of gaming. I guess mm-hmm. people's mindsets. Obviously, you want to do what you want to do. If you want to fly a jet, that's what you want to do. So the way it works is, you know, the vehicles spawn, and they have spawn times if they get destroyed. And so every now and then you'll be in a match, and you're like, where is everybody? And you realize everyone is dead waiting for the plane to spawn so that they can jump in it and fly around, (laughs) which completely ruins, like, the vastness of the multiplayer if that Mm -hmm. happens. You know, that's one of those, like, let me back out and join a different game because everybody just wants to fly jets, and it's not fun for the people on the ground if that happens. You, know, you you need like a mix of people and it's one of those games where the tools they give you you know the different gadgets and guns and like if you're actually working like with your teammates and communicating you can be unstoppable because if you're fighting a bunch of people just running around doing their own thing and you're actually coordinated yeah you'll dominate the map and and so it you know i highly recommend if you play to play with people you know and that you know will actually talk because uh, if you just jump in w- with random people, they're probably not going to be very talkative either. You might, I mean, every now and then I'll luck out and I'll find a group of people that even though they're not talking, they're working together still. Uh, and that's very much needed because of the pace of the game. You know, like I said, it's not, it's not a one-man army Rambo type game. But, uh, but it has everything that I want when it comes to a multiplayer shooting game. So I can't help but highly recommend it. Uh, but that is obviously very situational depending on what you personally enjoy in a shooter hmm. very nicely put yeah highly recommended by me though okay mm-hmm. cool um yeah once again you know not my kind of games but i'm i'm actually this is pretty impressive uh pretty impressive mm-hmm. um i won't be getting it but it's still pretty <laughs> sure sure impressive. well you know <laughs> Well, yeah, you you still don't have your own PS3 yet. Uh, I know we true. haven't had like that's an update true. on that, but do you still yeah. have? Uh, I still have Chad's. Chad's. Uh, apparently, he doesn't miss it because he hasn't asked for it back. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the plan is to still reacquire my. <laughs> plan own. is to keep it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's a matter of time before his goes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's the nature of these consoles nowadays. It's only a matter of time before they die. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. sad. It's not about repairs; it's about replacing. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, check out Battlefield Three if you haven't. Um, if it is enough to kind of sway me, then you'll probably love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Battlefield Three. Um, okay, so at this point, we're gonna head on over into the wrap up. Yes. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about next week's show and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, not really beyond, but um, I don't really know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna talk about. I know I've been talking about going to the theater sure. every week now and stuff. And it's just been, you know, it's been circumstance after circumstance. I haven't been able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to continue that tradition this week by saying it again. <laughs> okay. And maybe okay. next time I'll actually have something to talk about 
you know, in terms of something new in the theater. Mm-hmm. No. As always, though, uh, I want to mention this, actually. Mm. I did make a post on the page a couple of days ago asking for suggestions yeah. for movies to review. Uh, thank those who actually gave those suggestions. I know I didn't go for those because Jesse suggested badass. And it just made a lot more sense to try to. That's something I want to do every now and then anyway, mm. is take a film that we talked about on preview review and then actually review it once it comes out and stuff like that. So yeah. I thought that was a good idea, but there were a couple of other good suggestions on there. Uh, feel free to keep suggesting. Suggesting. <laughs> I mean, suggesting. yeah, sooner or later, I will actually take that suggestion. It may be next week. Sure. So don't think that you won't, your suggestion won't be heard because it will be. So as Yay! always, geeklydose at gmail.com for that and or just post it on the Awesome Podcast Network page. All right. Well, uh, personally, I know that <clears throat> By the time we record the next episode, uh, a couple days after that, uh, Borderlands 2 comes out, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are looking forward to. So I think on the next episode, I'm going to review the first Borderlands uh, just to kind of get everybody up to speed before the new one comes out. And <laughs> after all this Batman versus Predator stuff, there's there's another book that I almost talked about uh like almost mentioned briefly this episode, but I think we can go back and actually review it on the next one. It's another Batman book, uh, kind of in the same vein. I won't really give away what it is, but uh, but it's kind of interesting and, and really kind of goofy. So look forward so you're to not that. Tell us what it is. No Batman Bale. versus no <laughs> Joker. <Alien. laughs> Batman versus Joker. <laughs> That's a lot a of books like Never that. Seen yeah. that one. Batman versus Joker. <laughs> You know, they almost made a movie about that. Wait, they did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of Batman and Joker and all that kind of stuff, uh, mm-hmm. of course, we are uh, part of the Awesome Podcast Network, and we're one of three podcasts on that network. Mm-hmm. And one of them is 80s Revisited. Take a blast through the past with 80s Revisited. They talk about 80s movies and everything like that. And on their most recent episode, they reviewed the uh, the original Batman film. Yeah, the Tim uh, Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. One. Yes. So if you just want to take a trip back and learn a lot about that film that you just kind of were wondering about and hear Daniel and Trey's thoughts on that, make sure you check that out. There's also Duo Attack, which is the Hero Clicks podcast. So if you're looking to get into Hero Clicks and talk strategy and powers and everything like that, make sure you check out Duo Attack. Of course, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher.com. Yes, they are. Uh, go ahead and give us a like on uh, Facebook as well as following us we on Twitter. We dare you. Yes, we dare you to do it. That's right. <laughs> you will be a chicken and or yellow if you don't like the page. That's right. I said. What you it. call me? Yellow. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna Nobody. say that I double dog dare you to like us oh, on hey, Facebook. Hey, hey. that's let's right. Not, we don't want to get in trouble here. That's right. right. Yeah. Hey, let's not get too out of hand. I'm gonna get a drive by here. <laughs> So, yes, go for it. And also follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts with an S. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tim Bridgewater One. Of course, you can look me up on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater Two. And once again, Batman Dark Force on YouTube, my web series for action figures. You can find me on there at TimDog326. That's right. And if you want to get in touch with me, whether you want my email, my Twitter information, or you just want to see some of the goofy stuff that I create, all you have to do is go to real-super.com. It's that simple. It is. It's that simple. 
Don't <laughs> type in the word dash, by the way. Yeah, no, it's the actual hyphen. <laughs> yeah, there you in go. In there, yeah. maybe you should start saying hyphen. Should instead. I? Real hyphen super. It's not it as just catchy. Doesn't sound, it's no. not. It's <laughs> not as fast. Not at all. It's too yeah. many syllables. Real hyphen. Su- no, that's no. not going to work. What? <laughs> I really hope no one's typed in dash and be like, "Well, it's not working." We <laughs> <laughs> said real dash super. You could have had so many more fans. <laughs> maybe he's just, just been wrong. saying hyphen this whole time. But All then right. they would have typed in hyphen. Oh, right. Real hyphen <laughs> super. <Spelling out> hyphen. <laughs> Don't take things so literally. Yeah, I'm just That's saying. all I have to say. <laughs> just trying to cover all the bases. Yes, all yes, right. yes. It's not an underscore, mind you. It's a hyphen. Definitely not an underscore. <laughs> yeah. Real underscore super dot com. That's not a thing. <laughs> no. Okay, guys. So, as always, um, just leave your thoughts. Send us an email, geeklosegmail.com. Please uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you've been enjoying the podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that said, until next time for Geekly Dose, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'm Steven Nosentelli. Jesse Sedgley. Thank you, guys. Come back next week for your next dose. Find this show and more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on twitter at awesome podcasts